Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Major look. Sorry, folks. We are not the SoapCon Live podcast, as we discussed last week, but we do have the SoapCon Live panels in your feed. So enjoy these few weeks of SoapCon Live content on the Believe in Soap Operas podcast feed. Also note that this is your last week to get an autograph or video greeting with your favorite soap star at SoapConLive.com. So here's Live from Oakdale, the As the World Turns reunion panel with Colleen Zink, Trent Dawson, Mark Collier, Terry Kahn and Austin Peck, moderated by Alan Locker in the Locker Room. So you can find the video version of this there or on SoapConLive.com. Plus, make sure you listen all the way to the end to catch up with Patrika Darbo of Days of Our Lives and The Bold and the Beautiful. She talks about her recent stint on The Young and the Restless and what you can expect from her TV granddaughter, Sally Spectra. As the world turns. Today by Ivory Soap, 99 and 44, 100% pure. It floats. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for our second SoapCon Live panel right here in the locker room. I'm Alan Locker. SoapCon Live, as I said, is the first Comic-Con for soaps. Please check out SoapConLive.com for the full schedule and to purchase virtual meet and greets, autographs, and video message from everyone you see right here for As the World Turns today. And don't forget to stay tuned for the next panels and don't miss some of our surprise guests in between. As the World Turns made its television debut 65 years ago on CBS on April 2nd, 1956, and ran for 54 years before going off the air on September 17, 2010. The show was created by Erna Phillips as a sister show to her other soap opera, Guiding Light. Set in the fictional town of Oakdale, Illinois, the show debuted as a 30-minute serial. And as most of you watching know, I grew up watching As the World Turns and was lucky enough to work on this Emmy Award-winning show for almost 13 years and work with these incredibly talented actors I have here today. I love when I get to catch up with them. Please welcome to SoapCon Live, Mark Collier, Terry Kahn, Trent Dawson, Austin Peck, and Colleen Zank. Hello. Hello. Um, Terry and Austin are coming. I think they're having some internet trouble. Sorry, let me just see what they're, they're trying to get back online. They got kicked off and they'll be here as soon as they can. So we're going to talk for a little while and then I'm going to bring in questions from fans. How are you, my friends? Great. Colin, great. You look fabulous. <laughs> I love seeing that. No, I said, Colleen, you look oh. fabulous. <laughs> You do, Colleen. I haven't seen that opening montage in so long, Alan. That was so wonderful to see. Yeah, um, Lucretia put that together. Wasn't it great? Also, the lazy, great. the lazy Susans, us turning around and sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, picking up at the camera. That's so weird. It's so weird to be on those things, but it, it looks is. great. To yeah. try to make that feel natural is, yeah. is a trick in itself. Very strange. It's cer <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. 
Hey, Trent, how was your play? You just got back on stage. Just got back on stage. We have our closing show tonight, actually. Um, and it's been wild to have people get back into a theater. For some people, people came up to me last night and said it's the first time they've gone out since the pandemic started. So it's that's cool. It's cool to be a part of that. But also just seeing people sort of dip their toes because everyone's a little agoraphobic, you know? Like, even if they have the masks and the vaccine, they're still like, I don't know. They forgot how to socialize. So, um, and me I'm too, so I'm the same. I'm so I, I'm, jealous. Oh, well, it's, it's been a real, it's been wonderful. So we're going to remount it. We're going to do it again. This was sort of testing the waters to see what the world's there, like out there. Is there a role for me like playing your mother or something? <laughs> You'd have to play my lover. You'd have to okay, be my lover, not my mother. Um, no, there isn't because it's a one-man show, but I can. I know. <laughs> I know. But I appreciate your ambition. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we closed tonight. It's been a great, it's been a very short run. Like I said, just sort of testing the waters. And uh, it's been it's been wonderful, Alan. Thanks for asking about are it. Are you, is it a theater, uh, are you outdoor, doing it outdoors or inside? This one's being done inside. And the only way you could do it is if it was a one-man show. If I did like a lot of other actors, it would have been a, a, a bunch of other problems with all the vectors, you know. And what, uh, what about capacity? We are at 33% capacity um, in a 160-seat theater, so that means 53 people or something like that. Uh, and we've been getting close to that. So we're, we're proud of what we've been able to do so far. Um, it's just a strange, strange, strange time to be, be trying this. Yeah. Uh, but, but hopefully as things open up, we have our big inaugural show happening in September, and that will be outdoors so people will feel a little more comfortable and safer. Uh, and you are a huge part of that, Alan, um, helping us with uh, with the, the reading back in October. That really meant the world to us, and really. Yeah, that was the first time we were able to, you know, uh, see. Uh, last time I got to see all of you for the most part. Yeah. Um, Colleen, let's go back to uh, your audition for As the World Turns. What do you remember? My audition. Yeah. Um, I was actually heading out to do a an industrial show in Kansas City for John Deere tractors <laughs> and um, singing and dancing, um, keep those combines coming. No, never mind. And um, I auditioned for World Turns, which was my 13th screen test for a soap opera. I kept getting turned down, turned down, turned down. And when I was out in, in Kansas City doing this show, I got a call from my agent said, they want you, but they don't know what they're going to do with you. So sit around for six weeks and get a paycheck, and they're going to figure out what they're going to do. Wow. And yeah, wow. that so that happened in July. Uh, but you, so, but you did screen test for that. For world turns. Yeah, oh, and, uh, and I did. With, and was it with somebody with a, with an actor? I do, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I was. I was up for the role of a hooker, and so I was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And so it was a seduction scene. That's all I remember. Okay. Um, well, you're so good at it. Well, you, you, you seduce well, my my dear. You seduce I guess. well. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, yeah. So I I uh, came back from dancing with tractors and combines, and um, uh. And six weeks later, they called and they said, okay, we're going to resurrect this role we haven't seen for a long time. You're going to be Bob's um, stepdaughter and Kim's niece. Your mother is dead. Your father is dead. 
and you're, and you're running away from a bad relationship in New York. And um, and well, so you, I, they you, brought me You did in. that for your 30 years on the show or whatever it was. You ran away from a bad relationship until the end. Until the very Until Henry. End. Until Henry. <laughs> hey, hey, Terry, are you using an iPad or a phone? I'm using a phone. Does it look okay? It does, but you can oh. turn it so that you, yeah, perfect. Just tilt, tilt it up a little if you can. Are we yep. on now? Am I like? Yeah, there you are. Mark, what, what do you remember about your audition? Uh, I, much like Colleen, had auditioned for, I know, every soap in LA and didn't get the part. <laughs> and I had actually auditioned previously for Another World. And, you know, the famous soap shots are you walking to the stage right or left and you're talking into nowhere so they can have the over the shoulder shot. And I remember that on Another World and I'm staring at the lights going, I, why am I not turning talking to this person? And it's a very confusing thing with getting started. And I'm, I'm looking at lights, telling this girl how much I love her. And I'm, I mean, I, I know I'm bombing it because I'm just, I'm not even, I'm, I'm looking at these lights going, what am I doing? But As the World Turns ended up coming up because I had auditioned for, like I said, just about every soap and, and wasn't getting the role. And I, did, I said, told my agent manager, I said, no more, no more soap auditions. I'm not doing them. I don't want to do it. I don't, don't send them to me. And I had auditioned for a uh, screen test for As the World Turns the year before. And I guess they remembered me and they were coming out here. And I said, I, no, 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 no. And I, meanwhile, I had just started. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing turning things down? I don't know. But you're young and naive. And so. You know, finally, they just said, well, do you have anything on tape? And I had done a monologue from Here to Eternity, Montgomery Cliff. And, and so I sent it over to Mary Clay. And, and they said, okay, well, fine. How about we just bring you in for a screen test? And I said, all right, well, you know, whatever. I, I go to New York, do the screen test. And, and I went in and did the screen test with, with Leslie Kay. And uh, the thing I remember the most is she did something in the scene that wasn't in the scene. And, and it made me laugh and made me smile. And after the scene, she said, I'm sorry I had to do that, but I knew if I could get you to laugh or smile, you'd have a good shot of getting this role. Oh. And so sure enough, you know, I got home and I think the next day I found out that I got the role. And five days later, I was no longer living in LA. I was in New York in a hotel uh, on the show. So it was literally just wow. a complete whirlwind. And, and it just, you know, in, you know, on soaps, a lot of people don't know you're on, you're on a 13 week cycle. So they can let you go every 13 weeks if they decide. So everybody told me, don't let go of your place in L.A. Wait and see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so fortunately it went well and I was able to stay there. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, that 13 week cycle has got to be one of the most stressful things having hanging over anyone's shoulder. I can imagine. It's mm. so cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone you... did not heed that advice, though. Remember, we saw people buy houses. And... Yeah leave jobs and that was not a good idea you got good advice yeah no yeah i don't know who it was but somebody said don't hang on to your place in la give it a couple cycles do whatever pay the extra you know money whatever you got to do but don't let up your place and so and that, that was great advice because like i said we saw people you know that would buy houses and move their whole families there yeah. And, yeah you know and i get that you know so contracts are long you know to tie somebody in for three four years that isn't working you know, it wouldn't be workable for the business. But, you know, I, I, yeah, somebody thankfully gave me some good advice. Yeah. yeah. Terry, what do you remember about your audition for Katie? Um, well, I, mine was similar to, um, I think it was my only, sec only 
no, I had never auditioned for a soap before, except for my very first job in LA, which was on um, Young and the Restless. I was a model for Brash and Sassy. I just showed this to someone the other day. It was from 19, <laughs> 1996. <laughs> I love that. I want to see it. Send me the link. Yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's hilarious. I um, <laughs> but I had never auditioned for a um, for a contract role. And I was really excited about it because I really wanted to move to New York. But I was I started in L.A. and my agents were like, are you crazy? People come from New York to L.A. because there's so much more work here. You're not going to move there without a job. So when I got the audition, I was so excited. And then I ended up testing for it. I went back out the next weekend. They narrowed it down. I tested again. And then it was, they were like, well, oh, no. I think it was between me and one other person who was Jamie. Um, what's her last name? Well, Mandrell, you know, is her Jamie Dudney. Um, they were like, Oh, Jamie Dudney, who, who joined as Georgia later, but no, before. So, what? Oh, no, it was for Georgia. I auditioned for Georgia. Oh, you auditioned for Georgia, right? And that's why it reminded me of Pauline's because they were like, Well, we have good news and we have bad news. The bad news is you didn't get it, Jamie got it, which I knew because it was between the two of us, down to the two of us, and they said, But. We really like you and we want you for something else. We just don't know what it is. So here you get paid for six weeks and we'll figure it out. So, wow. uh, all right, that sounds good. <laughs> that's, that's not a, did you have to screen test with anybody? Yes, but I don't remember who either. <laughs> oh yes, it was Nathaniel Marsden. Oh, the oh. late Nathaniel. Yeah. No. The late Nathaniel. Hi, Mr. Peck. How you doing? Good. I hope this is an okay setup. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, is, he afraid, is he afraid of you? I'm sorry? <laughs> I said, are you afraid of her? It looks like you're... <laughs> that, I know. That she, I'm, she, we're she trying bites. to be as close to the Wi-Fi as possible. Yeah, no, it, it's working great. The Wi-Fi is acting up. It's working great. Trent, what do you remember about your audition for Henry? Uh, I remember that it was supposed to be for a couple of weeks uh, or some sort of short-term recurring. And then I went into the office. The, the casting director at the time had just seen me do a really unfortunate production of Midsummer Night's Dream <laughs> and said, why don't you come in for this role? <laughs> it was not very good. And uh, I said, okay. And I hadn't done, I think I'd done like a day on Guiding Light at that point and almost no television. That was it for television. And then... Um, I heard it was supposed to be a scene with all of these, um, with me yelling at everyone at WOK, or not yelling, but just bossing people around. I was, you know, really kind of like in charge and arrogant. And everybody before me went in there and just yelled and screamed. And I thought I could hear them outside the door. And I thought, well, that's one way to go. It's not a bad way, but maybe I'll try something different. So I just went in and I just smiled through the whole audition and sort of killed them with kindness. And, and that seems to have done, done the job. Um, and then I did not get paid for doing nothing for six weeks. Most you people, I would have loved that. Um, they 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 hired me, and then they just kept me around, and they kept me around. And I think I think Terry, they were looking for some storyline for you, and so they kind of threw us in the mix, which was a godsend. And uh, and then it just kept going, you know. It just it just kept going and going and going. I'd like to say that all so many women got pregnant all at the same time, and I was sort of. They had, they had no storyline, so they'd say, well, let's give Henry uh, some stuff to do until everyone gets back from maternity leave. Uh, I think that's why one of the that, reasons. That's very funny, but that's probably... It is true. 
It, yeah, it's a great a great way to get stories, have the ladies get pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> the, it worked out, the it worked out great for me. I was all for the, yeah, absolutely. For the men. I just watched an interview, Austin, that you did. Um, Terry and Austin, uh, tell us some of the Oakdale uh, props you have in your house. Oh, actually, I should take you over and show you Emma's Emma's table, the farm, the Snyder you have, table. You have Emma's so, table. Wow. Except for, I hope it's not sacrilegious, but we painted it black because it really needed some help. I mean, it was old. I mean, it still to this day. Do, do, do you, you have Hubbard squashes? Yeah. Yeah, the Hubbard squash. The Hubbard squash. Do you have Thanksgiving dinner at that table? <laughs> no. We have had. Well, we have. Yes, we have had many, actually. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What up, Austin? You said you had something else. Was there? Oh, a couch. Katie's. We did, you have did have that. We, we did have Katie and Brad's uh, white. What is it? What was it? It was the white couch Crate from that. No, not Crate. Yeah. Yeah, Crate and Barrel. Crate and barrel. It was beautiful, but yeah, we had but kids, babies our at kids, the time. Our kids so. ruined it. A white couch doesn't. Yeah, a white couch doesn't last long. With, after a while, so yeah. we didn't make the trip to Pennsylvania. No, uh, a, a white couch doesn't last long. Um, I know Trent and Austin have been uh, home with two little kids a lot during this pandemic. How how has teaching been? You tell me, Austin. How are you? How are you faring? <laughs> Wait, say what? 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 He said you tell me. He wants to know how you're faring. Uh, well, there isn't a day that I go by without making myself feel better. I make my, I, I think of myself like Michael Keaton and and Mr. Mom, you know. <laughs> so I'm always constantly in in my own kind of comedy of my own making. Uh, um, it's a it's a challenge. It's it, to me because I have older sons who are now teenagers and ones in college and whatever. And, <clears throat> they're like my puppies and girls are like cats. So it's like hurting cats. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to focus. And uh, it's a real, it's a real challenge to my own psyche because I have to, in order to be successful at it, I have to really change myself. The more I try to make them be and do the the more the day just goes to crap, and I, yeah. I lay in bed that night go, going down a list of all the things I did. Like, oh, I totally just oh that moment was just I could have why wasn't. I... Uh oh, did we oh we lost them. They'll, they'll, oh. they'll come back. Uh, Colleen, what was it like for Trent and Colleen? What was it like coming together at the end? Did did you know that you? Um, did they tell you you were going to be paired together? No. I, you know, Trent and I had talked for a long time about wanting to do some comedy together and, uh, you know, and have fun with because we're both, we're both of that ilk and, um, and a theater ilk. And I kept going into the office and saying, Chris, Chris, Gutman, Chris, you see what I'm saying? And, um, and the writers came up with it, and they just said, we're going to go with it. I was thrilled. And then, of course, they said, we wish we had done this a lot sooner. Mm. That was, you know, by that time, we were done. We were over. Yeah. Wow. Hi, 
No, I, I don't remember knowing that we were going to end up. I was just happy that we did. Uh, you know, they had that sort of triangle going for a while there, but it worked out. It worked out great. It worked out perfectly, I think. Yes. It did. It did. Austin, what do you remember about your audition? And, and, and was it a difficult decision to decide to come to New York for the role? No, no, actually, it was funny because I was really itching to come back to New York because I had lived in New York in my early 20s. Actually, I was living in New York when I got Days of Our Lives. And, oh, wow. Uh, hmm. um, so I, I was just really wanted to, I wanted the four seasons and I was missing New York. So uh, as soon as I got off, uh, well, I before I went on Days, I actually came to New York and visited and met all the casting and, you know, uh executive producers and it just kind of built that and i had um met mary clay and which was worked out it was kind of one of those things it was such a good decision because then when brad came up because i had met mary clay she was like you know i met him personally and the character i played on days was so different than than brad and so she, because she met me, she was like, oh, he might be a good fit. But I remember, uh, I remember Terry. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> I remember Terry and the, some of the other actors. And I, I just remember thinking of it like, um, you know. I'm... Um, uh, bummer, bummer, bummer. Um, Colleen. You know, just I was going to say this to you and Terry, but you and Terry, any of the men you work with, it all worked. How do you, say that again. I don't quite all the male actors that you worked with. Yes. You, the two of you always, you know, the the men that you were paired with, it worked okay. beautifully. I just think it's it's really nice to uh, to see that. Mark, was there somebody who took you under their wing when you got there to help you learn the ropes? Uh, Michael Park helped a lot. He was, uh, you know, he was always, and I think he did this with a lot of people. Michael Park always had that big brother aspect in a sense, even though we're about the same age. He just, you know, he took me to the first uh, uh, charity softball event and I hadn't, you know, my character hadn't started airing yet. And so he's kind of, forewarning me that John Christian used to be on. He was very popular, so don't be upset if people are a little bummed that there's a new mic on. Uh, you know, and he just, you know, he always kind of set a good example in a sense of just kind of talking you through things or being there for you. And and, and Leslie actually was, was very helpful too because when I first came on, you know, it is a lot of dialogue when you're not used to doing that much dialogue, you know, unless mm -hmm. you're, you're doing theater or something like that. And so she would run the lines with me on the phone at night before we got in there. Um, so I think between the two of them, I really got a lot of help. For hmm. sure. Yeah. Terry, if you look around this show today, each of these men you worked with, you, and you, had, you had an amazing story with everybody you worked with. I said you and Colleen were always, the, man, the men you were paired with, you all thrived your 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 stories really took off what can you share something about working with each of them with mark with trent with austin you're up cherry well i yeah 
<laughs> and it ended earlier. He was like, oh, that was very quick. And he's like, I'm just going to kill everyone. And then it ended. I, I'm curious to find out what he meant by that anyway, but we'll get back to that. Um, I was so incredibly blessed on that show with every single person that I got to work with. I mean, everyone was like, how did you get so lucky? Every guy you work with is like amazing actor, good looking, you know, obviously easy to to want to spend time with. So for me, it was just um, just getting to play and just getting to know a different person and a different, and it would bring out a different side of Katie that I got to explore. I was just telling someone this the other day, how neat it is to be an actor on a soap because when you're there for so long, you have literal memories that your character has. You actually experienced it. You're not making this up in your head where you're like, okay, so when we when she was 18, she met this guy and you know, making up your backstory. It actually happened. Um, so to see how your character develops and the different sides that come out of them and how they mature as you mature is such a unique opportunity that most actors will never ever get in their lifetime. Um, and I was just always so, so blessed with each and every one of them. I mean, Trent brought out a side of me that I didn't even know existed, which was this comedic side. And he and I wasn't very confident in it, and he really helped me to um, to just go with it and just do it. You were um, hilarious. And then with Mark, I think he brought out this what? I said you were hilarious. Was, hilarious. My connection is so bad. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Oh, okay. uh, we, we can hear you. Uh, oh, there, there they go again. Colleen, what are some of your favorite memories? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, too, too hard to name. But. Uh, I mean, 32 years. I, I think as time went on, I treasured more and more of it. Um, you know, I have a million memories from when I was young. And everybody I worked with back then had crazy memories of Anthony Herrera, mm. who, who in the beginning I had a love-hate relationship with off screen because he drove me crazy. And um, didn't you say he used to jump up and down? Is that yeah. him before yeah. I'm seen? Yeah. <laughs> did, did he do that with you, Trent? Um. I, no, I don't think he did. I think it was just I, for you, Colin. No, no, no. It was not just for me, believe me. He would do that for every scene just to get everything pumped up. But it used to drive me crazy. It's like, okay, we're getting ready. They're going five, four, three, and you're jumping up and down. <laughs> hey, um, but, you know, everybody I worked with throughout the years. Eileen, Catherine. Oh, well, you know, my buddies. They're my, they're my buddies. They were my mentors. And John as well. And Larry. Mm -hmm. And um, and Marie Masters. And then eventually Elizabeth. Um, I was very lucky to be a part of the Ryan Hughes family. Um, and my children grew up fast on the show. And that yeah, came fast in real life. Um, but as I was saying, as time went on, I came more and more to treasure every storyline that was handed to me. And they, they being the writers, entrusted me to 
do whatever they wanted me to do, whether it was comedy, whether it was high drama, whether it was melodrama, whether it was ridiculous or not, jumping out of a window. Um, I, I just played that for, for some friends a couple of nights ago. And they said, well, where's your stunt double? I said, no, there's no stunt double. That's me. And, um, and I said, and I'll never forget that when, when Chris Goutman told me about this, he said, I know, I know you want to do it yourself. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're not going to call in a stunt double to do that. And, um, and then our director is Mikey Eilbaum, who's who now directs on, on YNR. And Mikey came up to me and, I've known him forever, and, and you know, we're the same age. And he said, why do you want to do this? You could get really hurt. And my answer was, because I'm 51 and I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. And then there's Trent, who was my gift at the end. Oh. He was my gift. No, no, no bullshit. He was my gift at the end. It's what they gave me those last year and a half was, was Trent and what we got to play. And the fact that a woman of a certain age was carrying on with this young, gorgeous guy. Who was it, a little it wasn't just but, a gift you know. to, It wasn't just a gift to you. It was a gift to the audience as well because they were the audience was thrilled to see Barbara happy. And they the audience also happened to love the you know, Henry, which makes it a, a double win for, for Barbara. Happy for, you know, Barbara's yeah. happy and they love who Barbara's with. Um, well, let's start taking some fan questions because there's a lot of fans who are tuning in today. Mark, I don't know if this is true, but did you get to work with Sean Christian on Days of Our Lives? I did. I had come in uh, playing the character of, of Liam and, and I was trying to get interested, you know, trying to get Jennifer to date me and she wouldn't. So um, I become obsessed with her and trying to, you know, stalk her and everything else. And, and at the end, trying to kill her. But Sean Christian was dating her. His character, Dr. Dr. Damon, was dating her at the time. So at the end, he and I get in a big fight and everything else. So, so it was it was really pretty interesting because we knew that we were the first two Mike Kaznovs. And uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was it was surreal and it was it was really um, it was pretty fun. So yeah, we got to work together on, on the show. And he's a wonderful guy, really kind guy. He was great to work with. I enjoyed it. Can I ask yeah. Mark a quick question? Yeah, Mark, I, I, I had. Are you in a, this amazing Dixie Chicks video from a yeah. million? <laughs> My daughter has become obsessed with the chicks and that, that ready to run video. She is obsessed. And so you were in my life every night as we watched you being this really jerk of a groomsman to the chicks as they, they do all kinds of wild stuff in wedding dresses. Uh, and I love the song too. So I'm just making sure it was you. Oh no, it was great. That was, a, it was a wonderful shoot. And Gary Marshall is in it because he had directed Runaway Bride, I believe. And, and so he's sitting on the couch throwing popcorn. His son's driving the car. The, and oh, the wow. chicks, I guess each one of the Dixie chicks, each one had picked one of us through our audition tape. So they got to make a choice. So when we got there, they wanted to meet us. And they were the nicest women you'll ever meet in your entire I'm sure. life. Oh, super, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> super humble ground. And at that time, they were at their peak, too. And just so kind. They gave us free tickets to come watch them you know, backstage at the show and everything. And at the end, there's this 
tremendously huge food fight that lasts, I mean, with wedding cakes and everything that lasted for 10 minutes. It's probably the most fun I've ever had shooting anything in my life. If you ever see that video, it's a full on. They just said go at it. They didn't choreograph. They just said go on and have the biggest food fight you can have. Oh, I love it. it. I, love it. I, I remember fun. looking at that video. It it has like ridiculous millions of views. Oh, they're know. huge. Huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, Terry, uh, when Trent and you were talking about being funny, I was remembering that we created Katie's butt busting workout at New York Sports <laughs> Club. Um, and then Austin and Terry, we went to Chicago so you could clean one of our fans' houses. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun, actually. That was a W-O-A-K contest that we did on the show, and yes. the fan the fan won $5,000. Yeah. That was so funny. I mean, like, the things that we did, that's what I mean when you're on a show for so long. You truly get to kind of experience everything, and it's just, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that probably won't exist very much i mean it rarely exists now but um you know it's it's just something that not very many people actually experience yeah yeah um colleen jacarius was asking and i know this is so hard but a favorite storyline <laughs> um a favorite storyline well and uh, the first one that came to mind was the boathouse fire and the mm -hmm. aftermath of the fire and and having to put on special effects makeup for a year. Um, but I loved Barbara's dive into madness and um, how far they let me take her. And I practically every day I would go into the writers and say, am I going too far? <sighs> Where am I, I mean, what am I doing? Where am I going? And, and then at, at finally at one point, Chris Goutman said okay it's time to get your voice back literally my voice back because i had done a whole bit last week kind of thing with her being burned to a crisp so that that comes to mind um i i think barbara and trent with with her being kidnapped at the cabinet and with um henry showing up with dinner and putting it through the doggy door <laughs> And Barbara not not taking it, and then and then finally he got so upset with Barbara that he got he he donned all of fireman's wet gear, and came back with a fireman's hose and hosed me down yes. as I put my head through the doggy door, while I am captive. <laughs> that was fun. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it, 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 you know I loved. I loved the high drama. I, I came to love all the Barbara and James things, though in the beginning, as I, I said, it was I it was just top. so over the top for me, for me. And coming coming mostly from musical theater to daytime, I was so frightened of being over the top as an actor, not realizing that frankly, that's what <laughs> what, what what good drama is. Take it, take it into that um, musical theater area of disbelief. And um, God, I, I, too many stories. I mean, yeah, I bet. I bet. Too, and Colleen, many fans are saying Colleen does not age. No. Uh, 
Thank Not you. at all. You look fantastic. Thank you. Trent, no, um, and it's no work. It's I mean, no work. I, no, and I, I truly, Carrie, I'm talking to you. I, tru I truly believe that women age if they're doing something to themselves. Yeah, and, I do too. And if, and if they don't do anything, they look normal, like a human being should look. So. Well, and you're also okay, thank you to everybody. Thank you. You're covering yourself there in the sun, which you should be doing. Not necessarily all the time, though. The sun's about ready to hit my face. <laughs> well, Trent, one of our fans was asking what it was like to uh, get to work with Maura again on General Hospital. It was a blast. And it was, I was so grateful for it because I didn't really know. I knew some of the behind the scenes folks out there that had moved over from World Turns, but not much else. And it was like no time had passed. Like we just picked up and we had a way of working together that was, I don't know, it was just, it felt like being back together with like an A-team, you know what I mean? Like you're just going in, like you're gonna come in and just rock this. And uh, and she was spectacular and I got to torment her, which was a blast. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. I hope to get a I chance bet. to do it again. Yeah. I bet. Terry, Chuck says that you're doing a great job on QVC. Yeah. And, and I want to know from Austin, um, do you have to tell your wife, no, 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 you can't buy that? The girls joke around, they're like, everything in our house is from, from QVC. QVC. <laughs> and they're not wrong. And I'll come home and it's like, or, or there's a, my dog will start barking because he might do that now. He's sitting right here. And uh, there's a, the UPS guy. Packages. <laughs> packages, packages. It's so hard because my job. Still got know what she'll come home to be like. What? She's like, okay, I know we have an air fryer. But, but this, this air one. Fryer, <laughs> this air fryer. Is also. Oh, we won't have to turn on the oven the whole summer because you can fry in it, you can bake in it. You can... Um, it's so funny. Like, I truly love that job more than I ever thought I would. I just missed being how, on camera. I missed having How did a job. that job come about? How did that job come about? Well, we were, I mean, we still had agents afterwards, but it's hard. I mean, I know we can all attest to this. Like once you, you get used to having kind of a nine to five acting job, um, cause you don't have to audition all the time. You have a job for years and like in Colleen's case, decades, which is beautiful. I mean, it's like, and for us even, I mean, it was like 13 years for me. And when it's over, you go, this is all I know how to do. I it was really, really hard for us. So we were auditioning, yes, but then we got into real estate and, you know, that was interesting and fun in a way, but I was like, I want something consistent. He hated it. Um, <laughs> I need, we need something consistent because that wasn't consistent either. So even though we still had agents, I was always going on all of those, you know, like breakdown services and I saw it there and I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. And so I truly didn't even know what this job was until I was doing it. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, this is sales. <laughs> you, want, you want to know what our, what our audition experience was? Just watch that uh, Kristen Wiig uh, SNL skit. That's the <laughs> husband in that. Did you get to know you Linda Dano at all? What? Terry, did you get to know Linda Dano at all? Because you no. know Dano. 
yeah. had her own her own uh, homeware line. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I did get to know her for a little while before you know when we were still on as the world turns when um, another world was still on. But um, and I had heard that she had been there. Um, She'd been there a long time. Yeah. A long well, time. Started, like Mackenzie Westmore, I just worked with her yesterday. Um, she has a line of makeup, and um, who else? Well, Lisa Rinna um, is there, and so I kind of, you know, I'm still connected somewhat to to the soap world. But yeah, that was the same thing. It was like lo lots of auditions, lots of callbacks. Then I had to come down and audition here, and I had no idea what I was doing. Most of the people I was auditioning with were, you know, entertainment hosts or. Um, news and uh, and they had some really yeah sports they had really great resumes and all of this experience doing that and that's not what I did I have been on yeah. way more than they had but um, so I was really intimidated but the beautiful thing about what I do is it's just about being it's just about being vulnerable and, and being me and truly I think that's what makes a good actor as well and uh, Terry, it was your experience as a host on WOAK that got you yeah. this job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I didn't even use that, and I, I did put some of those clips in my um, reel. So I, was like, I could make a totally different reel for this and make it look like I've been a host, which, in a way, we kind of have. And Alan, you know this because we would go, we would interview each other, we would take um, everybody through, you know, we would take. Soap Opera Digest through the studio, yeah. and so I mean, I had some some opportunities where I had kind of hosted, and that's how I put together a reel. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. I wasn't a host, yeah. but I had played one on TV. <laughs> I played one on TV. And and what you said when you you said here you're in Pennsylvania with QVC tapes, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, Mark, you just did a episode of Insecure. How was that? And you also have a short short film you did. Tell us about both. Yeah, um, Insecure, I am going to be in the, uh, they haven't started airing the fifth season yet, but I'm in the third episode of uh, the fifth season. And it was, it was a great place to work, really wonderful people, really great actors. It was a unique experience because of, you know, because of COVID now, all the restrictions and all the things you have to do. And I mean, they really have it down, no pun intended, but to a science in a sense. I mean, you come in, I had to have two COVID tests before I showed up. You get a COVID test every morning. You wear a shield and a mask uh, until you get your go through hair and makeup. Uh, then you can take the mask off and just keep the shield on and you keep everything on right up until you're about to shoot. So, you know, once you hit your mark and, and, and they start getting that, then you can take it off. Uh, so, so that was that was it was a fun experience. That was good. And uh, the short film is uh, was written by a guy named Aaron Sanders, and he he wrote a novel. He's a very good writer. He wrote a true story about his uh, abuse as a child, and he's telling the story uh, basically in short form, short, short form to, to make it into a, a feature film. Um, but he had a website called 72hourhold.com, which was trying to bring a lot of awareness to, uh, to um, abuses, child abuse, and, and the PTSD that sticks with, with children after that. Um, and it's done really well. It's written really, really well. Adam Kaufman, I got to work opposite. He was a really good actor. And, and there was a child actor named Seth Braverman, and he was phenomenal. And, and, and so, you know, I, right now that's hitting kind of the film festival, short film festival market. So I, I think it's actually going to do really well. They, they, they seem to be pretty connected in the business. So, so um, yeah, I've been, I've been fortunate for sure. 
That's awesome. Hey, Trent, um, one of our fans asked if you could uh, make her whole life with a shout out to Cindy. Hello, Cindy. <laughs> How are you? This is my shout out to you. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Hey, Austin, I heard you say that you treated Days of Our Lives as an acting class. Can you tell us what you meant? <laughs> uh, well, when, you know, I, when, uh, my, I think my instincts were really, uh, I, was, I guess I could probably say uh, the best way to describe me in many ways was like a quarter horse that didn't know how to run straight. So... I just, there's, there's daytime and I think acting and just, there's a lot of technical stuff that I didn't know anything about. And I was thrown into, a, I was, a, you know, recast as uh, second option. So it was a major storyline and I had to remember all this dialogue and, and it's just this technical stuff. I remember I'd be working and Christy Clark would in the scene literally under, be pulling me into my light. <laughs> and or pushing me away from someone, like shadowing somebody in the middle of the scene, and and, and it was like there was so much technical stuff. And then you know, like so many actors, you think you have the highest high aspirations about yourself, and I'm gonna do my contract and go on to become a, a big movie star, and. Um, so I, I just used it. I tried different things. You know, like being very still, only specific, and, and move. Like I was very robotic at one point. Like only move when it's necessary. You know what I mean? Like when try, someone all makes these, me. All these different, all these Well, it's because you were in an acting class, right? Most of the things always, you were acting. I was always or... taking acting classes. So he would. Like, so I'd always try these different things. On camera. On camera. So it was like I was just horrible. And um, yeah, but I, I tried different. And I tried. I tried doing the comedy, and I would try to take scenes that were really supposed to be really and uh, uh, serious and make them funny. Just really didn't go well at all. Um, one of our fans. Jeffrey says, seeing Austin and Terry brings back those heartbreaking scenes when Brad dies in the hospital. What, I mean, talk about those scenes, but also talk about, you know, now that you are husband and wife, what was it like working opposite each other? Oh, it was great. I mean, we, we had a natural, just a vulnerability together kind of right away. Um, and just kind of a trust, I guess. Well, I mean, we really had that with everyone. Our, our set was so incredibly open and safe that way because you really have to trust people to be vulnerable with them, but you really have to be vulnerable with them to be good. Um, and so, you know, I had had that in the past with both Mark and Trent. Um, I think you just naturally that way. You have a little yeah, maybe. easy kind of, I mean, Terry's one of those people that she just, it, it's just, I, it's just, I think she has a real genuine gift of warmth and, you know, she's very emphatic and she just is so amiable, you know, and that really suited me. Uh, you know, the, the atmosphere of Basil Turns was, was so different in days and it, I, I, and I love my character. Because I got to be, I, I got to employ a lot of 
aspects of my personality that I never got to explore uh, with uh, with Austin Reed. Um, that those scenes, though, I mean, we've, seen, we've watched them since then. Not in a long time, though. But every time I watched it, I would just bawl because there was something that happened at that time where, you know, there are days where you just, you really want to be into the scene and you see yourself doing it and you see how great it could be and you just can't make it happen. And then there are other days where it happens and it far exceeds what you saw in your mind. And I think that's what happened with those particular scenes. Um, I mean, we were going through a lot personally anyway in life, but sometimes it's harder to, to get to use that. You know, people are always, use it, use it, use your, use your fear, use your, um, your nerves or whatever. Yeah. Um, using pain and sadness is, is hard to do because you're naturally as human beings, we want to push it away. Um, but we were lucky to be able to use it and, and that those were beautiful scenes. Like those are some of my favorite scenes. Well, I've ever I, yeah, just like, just like Jeffrey said, I mean, it, it leaves a lasting impression with fans. Yeah. Colleen Lana um, said, Colleen is simply gorgeous. My mom who passed away a couple years ago, loved As The World Turns and always told me that Colleen looked like Natalie Wood. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, that's something I've heard my whole life, and uh, since I was a little girl. And um, when Natalie died, it had a huge. She was forty-two, oh. and it had a huge bearing on me. I was on the show at the time. Um, but it hit me like a ton of bricks because I felt that she was like my sister. And um, so it's interesting now. I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my PhD in film history at TCM, a plug for Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> and, um, I, I'm, not I'm really not kidding. And um, I'm just seeing films I've never seen before. Um, all night long. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning this morning was Victor Victoria, which I've seen about 20 times now, but I watched it again. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you. Thank you for that. She was, um, she was really something. We, we just have a, a, like a minute or two, but a, a lot of people wrote, if the show is revived today or just thinking about your characters, where do you think each of them would be? Still dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not in a soap. You could you could come back from That's the dead. True. <laughs> you, That's right. You could. Yes, my fictional ex-husband James Sembeck came back, I think, seven times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to see Barbara and Henry have adopted some little like minion that we groom and make into like the guy that's gonna take over all of Oakdale. Like a like a like a like a but villain. They're really a dance team. But they're really a team. <laughs> yes. They're but he's also a great choreographer. Um, it's a he in my mind for some reason. But he just becomes just this power broker and takes over the entire town and we're just pulling the strings because we've groomed him since he was a child to become this this um this evil force Greg, in all of Oakdale. Yeah, I know. He he, he has the script written. <laughs> 
Jenny, all Becky I, all in I, all the way. I've never looked so cool. I've never looked so cool than when Trent was, was, came into me. <laughs> or when I came in, came into him. I like the first one better. Yeah. <laughs> you did so well at that. I was like, I can see him in there. That was so much fun. I was like, wow. I was like, no, I'm not that cool. <laughs> it was so much Mark. fun. It was a good sport. Yes. Um, well, I mean, because Mike had left. Mike's yeah, done. Where, where, where did he head off to? I don't remember. Uh, North Carolina. And he got married and, and, and uh, had, had a child. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking he's definitely got to come back to Oakdale because he misses being back uh, home. Um. So he goes there. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess at this point, Jennifer's gone. Uh, I don't know. Jen Jennifer is dead. Yes. Right. So that, <laughs> that rules that out for a relationship. Um, Katie. I don't know. I don't know how. It, you know. So I, I would I'm imagine Mike. But that was a very quick. My, all I know is my. I wasn't even. I wouldn't even cold yet before uh, yeah. you moved on. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I, a little bummed about that. Was, that was very, I mean, that was a rebound like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of. For Katie and Mike. I don't know. Yeah. Bodies, bodies aren't cold before before you move on, and kids age from two to 10 in yeah. three seconds. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mike's, you know. Mike's going to end up coming back to Oakdale and getting, getting uh, probably in some sort of marital trouble, I would assume, because he makes a lot of mistakes like that, but he, he does try hard. So that's what I'm thinking. And Terry was with Chris. Who, who was right. Chris at the time? Daniel Cosgrove? Yes. Oh, wow. That must, been, that must have been fun. Yeah, that was great. He was awesome. He, he's a riot. The fact that, like, they did throw us into that relationship, kind of. It was it was hard to justify after he died. And I was like, all of a sudden, like, oh, well, you are my, you are my, uh, soulmate anyway let's get together and then we switched houses with margo oh tom and margo so weird so weird that's right guys it is so great to see your faces thank you for doing this always stay thank well you to the fans thank they you. miss you Thanks they miss the you that that's all that's been written up and down the comment section they miss oakdale they miss as the world turns and they miss all of you. And I think we miss Oakdale too. And we certainly do. Yeah. Oh, real quick, right down the street from us is Milltown Square. Ah! Like, well, we're not too far from Oakdale. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something? Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Stay thank well. You Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody. Okay. Uh, Happy closing, Trent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. The world turns. Brought to you today by Ivory Soap. 99 and 44, 100% pure. It floats. Thanks, Mark, Terry, Trent, Austin, and Colleen. 
It was so great to see all of you. Remember, if your questions weren't answered during the Q&A, or if you want to chat more personally with the guests today, get an autograph or a video greeting, you can visit SoapConLive.com to purchase them right now. Thanks for joining us for this SoapCon Live, live from Oakdale. Stay tuned for the Kramer Women from One Life to Live up next at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us at the first, or inaugural, we'll say. And it is the first, but it's SoapCon Live. And we are the first Comic-Con for soaps. So who else would we have besides Patrika Darbo herself? Thank you so much for joining us, Patrika. Thank you. I've never been at an inauguration before. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like I should get out a nice fancy dress. <laughs> then you go like this. You'll just have to sit down at your dining room table anyway. <laughs> well, and that's what's so funny and why it's so great that we can do this virtually. And as much as we want to be a live event one day, the fact is we can reach more people by doing this online. And you don't have to leave your living room and neither do I. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I, I'm sitting in my dining room and I don't have on fancy pants, so I look pretty good from the waist <laughs> Uh, I, and that's the best part, right? We don't have to wear pants. The future of television is here, and it's Real Good TV. Download the It's Real Good TV app now on Roku, Apple, and Android devices, or stream online at itsrealgoodtv.com. And get instant access to hundreds of shows from five different networks. That's right, all of your favorite shows in one place. Free to download, free to watch. Watch on demand or stream one of our live TV networks in real time. Start watching today because it's real good TV. There's a lot of good to come out of it, but one of the major good things I think is that daytime is back. That the soaps, everyone is at home during the day. So of course they want to figure out, you know what? Days of Our Lives is still on. I want to see what John and Marlena are up to or General Hospital is still here. Great, what's Sunny Corinthos doing? And so that's why I want to know, What's Patrika doing? Because I <laughs> saw her on Y and R. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I've been I've had a really good career, and I'm going to be going away till they nail me in my coffin. But mm -hmm. um, uh, Courtney Hope, who was my granddaughter on Bold and the Beautiful, moved over to Young and the Restless after we finished our bout at Bold and the Beautiful. And um, about a month or so ago, I got a call and said, "Could you do a phone call conversation with Courtney as?" Um, uh, Sally Spectra and UB Shirley Spectra. So it was fun and I'm still doing it. I think I've got a couple more right this moment and to be welcomed into the Young and Restless family, it's been wonderful. Hey everybody, I'm Tony Moore. I'm Michael Mattis. Justin Harold. I'm Araceli Aviles. And we are the hosts of Dish and Days. Where we give you a full recap of the NBC soap, Days of Our Lives. Every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. On our YouTube channel, Dish and Days. Come dish with us. I had a fabulous time at, at Days of Our Lives. 
um, Shirley, uh, originating Shirley over at Bold and the Beautiful, and now to bring her over to Young and the Restless. Um, the fan base is wonderful. I have my own fans too that have come with me and keep following me, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, so to be going into Young and the Restless, my grandmother's trying to get out of her coffin so she can meet Victor. <laughs> Um, that was her favorite soap. I'm just sorry she has passed and, and can't see it, but um, I'm sure she's looking down going, yay, find out what's going on. The soap world is very generational, which I find is, is the most fascinating, that wonderful thing, because I've met grandmothers, grandchildren, grandnieces, sons, daughters that all watch and they all know and every, it's a coming together. Um, I think that's what it's, it's Americana. The soaps are Americana. They're um, how families came together and, and they're still together because of what are John and Marlena doing? What's happening over there to the Sunny Corinthians, as you said, what's happening to, um, let's see if I can go into, what's Victor Newman up to at this particular <laughs> yeah. point? You know, is Steffi gonna really get off the drugs? I mean, those kind of crazy things. And it's a conversation and it's always been a conversation. Uh, I think the prime time used to be the fact that it was, this is water cooler talk. You go to the water cooler to get a drink and you start talking about what you saw on St. Elsewhere the night before or that kind of thing. But um, it's those shows end usually in seven years. The soaps have been on what, 35, 36, 47. I, I, they've been there lifetimes, lifetimes. And um, as I said, my grandmother's passed and now I'm doing her favorite soap. Um, but I knew it was her favorite soap. I love soap operas. I love the drama and the romance and the mystery. And sometimes there'll be a little bit of adventure or a little bit of comedy. Oh, and I love the super couples and the super villains and the families where some of the family members are so loyal that they would literally do anything for each other. I love that. I have just been a soap fan for so long. Ever since I was a little kid watching Days of Our Lives with my family, and we even have family memories connected with the show. Like on Christmas, we'll be enjoying our Christmases while the Hortons and the Bradys are on our TV screen enjoying theirs. So it's like we're all celebrating together through the TV screen. <laughs> and I have just been a huge fan of soaps for so long, but now that I'm an actor on the audio soap opera Forever in a Day, I am an even bigger soap opera fan. and. I just continue to love soaps. It's amazing. People's stories mean so much to them. Again, we are their family also because we go into their homes every single day. Um, I guess that's the best thing. The soap opera genre is Americana, period. I remember when I first started in Days of Our Lives that everybody talked about Julia Roberts yeah. and her mother would discuss episodes every single night about what was going on. So you just realize, again, it's generational and how people keep in touch and what's what brings them together about different stuff is, you know, what happened to Luke and Laura? What happened to John and Marlena? What those kind of things keep uh, the conversation going generation after generation. Yeah, I mean, even Carol Burnett had to have a telegram back in the day to keep up with all my children because she was such a fan. And that's the beauty of the internet. And that's the beauty of doing a virtual thing. And just like, you know, the comics and the horror and stuff before, that's what we want to bring for people with SoapCon Live is bring that connection and bring you into a whole new world because it's been so long since the soaps were celebrated like this. And I'm so happy you could be a part of it, Patrika. 
So can you tell them a little bit about what you're doing for SoapCon Live? We have so many options. Uh, you know, the whole thing is, everybody out there, I'm going to say to this right now, this whole thing is new. It's new to all the performers also. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing are meet and greets. You can sign up to meet and greet me. Uh, we'll do autographs. We'll chat about anything you want to chat about, except you need to know I'm married. I did put on my bra, <laughs> even though you can't see me from the waist down. Um, those little things, maybe we won't share, but there's going to be some fun, fun times. You're going to get to see people that you haven't seen for a while. You're going to get to see old dolls like me who keep hanging on. So it's going to be a fun thing. It's going to be fun. The meet and greets. You don't have to leave your living room. You can be in, in your fun little studio or you can be in your dining room. All of this is done 100% COVID safe, 100% from your own homes, and and no actors were harmed during this process. Well, the interesting, I mean, you, like you said, with the technology, you can turn on the barbecue, put the your laptop right there like this, have a hot dog with your family and discuss who you're talking to and ask questions about, you know, your grandmother may remember a story that went on that you don't remember and then talk to the people about it because you're going to get to see some of the people you haven't seen for a mm -hmm. long time. And I think that's one of the grateful things for SoapCon Live to be bringing out there and to, to be joined with, I guess you're going to be joined with Soap Digest and uh, Retro TV. And I see a bunch of things up here, like on my little board here, because I'm a dinosaur and I'm like going, look who, it's good to be real. What is all that? Oh, so, you know, so there's so, it's. My name is Ben Bryant and I have been a soap watcher for more than 30 years. I grew up in the military, and so when we would move around, often we'd have the summer before we really got to know anybody or meet anyone. And one of the best parts of that time was unpacking the house and getting to know the places, but coming home and watching the soaps where those families and those characters were a uh, were sort of a continuity, were a friendly face that anchored us before we knew all the new people. And later when I got older and I moved to college 3,000 miles away from where my family was living at a time when it was still too expensive to call. Uh, again, those same people I grew up with, I didn't have the neighbors of the hometown that other people did as a military kid, uh, but I had the Snyders in Oakdale and the Brady's in Salem. And so for me, soaps have been family. I've watched the kids grow. I feel invested and that's why I love them so much. I remember my husband and I taking my grandmother to Houston to see the Space Center. Yeah. My grandmother was here when the Wright brothers flew the plane. This was oh wow iconic for her. And so here we are celebrating generations of being iconic. The soaps are iconic. <laughs> The, the everybody remembers certain things. I mean, the Luke and Laura story. I mean, that was like, oh, I mean, everything. You know, how many times is John going to have to rescue Marlena? You know, what are Bo and Hope? Those kind of things. Mm -hmm. What's happening with Stephanie and Liam? There, it's all that kind of stuff. You know, what did Victor do now? Oh, poor John Abbott. There's just those are all the things that are going to bring us together and have such fun because we get to ask all kinds of questions. And if we don't know the answers, it will either make them up or we'll find out for sure. <laughs> what they are. I've really gotten into days of our lives. I didn't grow up watching it like the ABC soaps, but when the pandemic started, it was the only one that was going to be able to last through, you know, the other ones, they couldn't start filming, but eight days was eight months ahead. So I'm like really into it now. And I realized that your daughter on the show, you played Nancy Wesley, Chloe yes. Lane, she's back. And, and does that mean that maybe Nancy will be coming back too? <laughs> you know, listen, Lucretia, 
as much as you love the soaps, I do too. I've had the greatest time of, you know, and I've now worked with all four of the ones that are on the air to be asked to come back would be wonderful. Um, I think they have an opportunity with Kevin and I, and we also have joy. We have, we have the sister. We gave birth to the save, remember to save um, Chloe's life. So there's a whole story that could happen there. You just never know. You just, as, as doors closes, another one opens, you just go in and out, you make the best of it. Don't be a woulda, shoulda, coulda, just live your life, live your dream, have fun. And I can't wait, I'm available. <laughs> Watch the doctors is moving and you're gonna love the new location. Download It's Real Good TV to join your friends from Hope Memorial. Available online and all your devices. Already a doctor's subscriber? Then there's an email headed your way with a coupon code for free access, plus special bonuses for starting your new account on It's Real Good TV. Haven't gotten your email? Don't worry, you will soon. For details, visit itsrealgoodtv.com. You just have no idea what my Sally girl has been up against with oh, that yeah. summer girl. And so you'll have to tune in to find out. I know. And, and tune in, guys, because whether they're preempted or not, because I know we have a lot of late breaking news these days, you can check out SoapConLive.com on the Soap TV Guide. Click that. You can find your soaps mostly for free if they are preempted. So, so that's the beauty of the networks. They put everything online or on your apps now so you can watch no matter what. And what a great, I mean, the fact that you started this company and doing this is giving people that are not sure technically about stuff an easier way to get there. Because when you're older, it's hard to figure out what the app is doing or now they want me to pay. How do I pay to get in there? And so this, this is a wonderful thing that you're doing. So everybody watch this. It's going to be better. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Patrika. If you guys want to meet and greet Patrika, you can meet her on May 15th, and that's starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I, I always feel like you almost say specific time because that just seems so close together. <laughs> but I, I was when I, I, when I do recordings, I have to be very careful because I'll say a time, and then the, my, my husband or whoever's helping me with it at the time goes, Honey, you can't put a time down because somebody could be in New York versus somebody in LA and then they'll get confused and you, I go, okay, let's do it again. So yes, please join me 10 AM, whatever time you'll find it. <laughs> I'm there. Come on by. I've got lots of things to tell you. <laughs>